Hello everyone, John Spencer from More Than Dice here. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Rolling Dice. I know we haven't done one of those in a while. Gonzo and I have been crazy busy and not really had time to record after our game. So I'm going to give you a double feature here of two Legion games I played this Labor Day weekend. So, uh, cheers. Uh, I am drinking uh, half and half uh, iced tea and lemonade, uh, light of the Arizona variety. Because I got to watch a movie that I'll review on Painting with uh, John this weekend. And probably on uh, More Than Dice also. And uh, I had a couple sh couple drinks with it. So, uh, this weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend, on Saturday, recording on Monday, um, I got called over to my buddy El Marshall's house. Um, he wanted to chill and hang. And uh, his boy, uh, his best suggestion for games was just uh, I play his boy, uh, El Marshall Jr. in uh, Armada. So I figured, what the heck, I haven't played in a while, let's break out some stuff. I actually decided to break out some Imperials, so his boy could see Imperials, from other than his father playing it. I don't mind Rebels versus Rebels, as you'll see in Game 2. But I figured this was a better better idea, and he thought it was a good idea. So, I've only got the basic idea of what is in his list, um, because I didn't take good notes on it. wasn't thinking of doing this until then. But he had Admiral Akbar as his uh, commander. He had an MC-30 uh, Scout Frigate, which is the one with uh, red dice and black dice. He had an MC-80. I'm pretty certain it was the Assault Cruiser, not the Command Cruiser. And then he had a Pelta of the Command Cruiser variety. Uh, he had a good mix of squadrons, including um, uh, Jan Ors and a Hawk, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, a good solid mix of them, but uh, we ended up being, uh, well, spoilers on that later. Um, I ended up playing, he was 400 points exactly, uh, I ended up playing an Imperialist, um, with a, uh, Victory 2 class Star Destroyer with Warlord, let you, uh, oh, sorry, my commander was Admiral Screed, who once per activation when a friendly ship is attacking, it may spend one die to change a face, change a die to a face with a crit icon. And this is sort of one of those things with my limited amount of Imperial ships I've been working on and sort of had a, uh, uh idea of. So, I had uh, Victory 2, which has red and blue dice in the front. And then Warlord, while attacking, you may change one die face with a uh, accuracy to a face with a... Now, any face with a hit, which is cool. Uh, better if you have black dice, but uh, I didn't have black dice, so whatever. I have dispo disposable capacitors, which only goes on smaller medium ships. When you activate, you may discard this card. If you do, the blue dice in your battery armament can be used while attacking ships at close to long range, instead of close to medium. Until the end of round. Now, the whole idea is, of course, to have this boyo just sit there and uh, get a good long-range burst with that. Uh, combined with some other stuff. I have quad battery turrets, which is a turbo laser. While attacking a ship with a higher speed than yours, you may add one blue die to your attack pool. Now, uh, Victory's main weakness is it's only speed 2, so that seems like a good gun. It's also only 5 points, so pretty cheap. And I had NK7 Ion Cannon. Uh, it's a blue crit effect. You may exhaust this card to force the defender to choose and discard one of his defense tokens. Ten points. Uh, that was sort of the combo. I use Screed to turn something to a crit. And then uh, I make them start discarding their defense tokens. Um, yeah. So uh, then I have an Interdictor class Combat Refit, which has two red and two blue in, on the front three sides. It's actually a really well-rounded ship. I very much like it. Um... Uh, it was my flagship, so Screed was hanging out on that. Uh, it was the Interdictor, which is a title. When the ship activates, you may exhaust this card to ready one other upgrade card equipped to the ship. 
And that goes to my next one, which is Targeting Scrambler. While a friendly ship at distance 23 is defending at close range, during its spend defense tokens uh, step, you may exhaust this card to force the character to roll up to four dice of your choice. Now, at close range is really only a certain amount of time, but that's the time when ships tend to go away. That later in there, when they're starting to bring black dice in, and you can just start fucking with them because they get all these double hits and all, you're like, no, let's get rid of some of that shit. Uh, it also had disposable capacitors and also had the NK7 ion cannons because it doesn't have a turbo laser, it only has an ion cannon. So, eh, you know, it's, it's just sort of a build I had. Then I added a Gazanti assault carrier with nothing on it to just move squadrons around the board. Uh, it's only 28 points. It did have the red die to the front um, because I figure it's really worth it between that and the upgrade to a blue die for anti squadron. It's a heck of an upgrade for that, that ship. Then I had a Raider 1 class Corvette. Uh, which is uh, two blue, two black to the front, and a black and a blue to each side. And had external racks on that for two extra black dice once per game. Figured, what the hell, it'll be good for a one-off uh, firing. Then I had three squadrons of TIE Fighters, one of Tempest Squadron, which is a TIE Advanced Squadron. That is both Bomber and Escort, which is kind of cool. And then two squadrons of TIE Defenders. Um, really, you know, when you start off with two heavily upgraded uh, medium ships... You don't have a lot. Uh, my I'm only 395 points, so my objectives are opening salvo, fleet in being, which I've never seen before. Apparently it's one from the new set, so I swapped it out for, uh, like, something else. I think Plantary Iron Cannon, something like that. I forget what it was, but I swapped that out for something else because it didn't have the actual physical card on me. Because uh, Rebellion on the Rim has been spoiled pretty heavily, so I have... It's just in there. Sometimes you grab cards, you don't realize it. Uh, and Dangerous Territory, which I think is a pretty good gimme because it makes you immune to uh, uh, asteroid fields and debris fields. So, um, we end up choosing Opening Salvo, which is set up after deploying fleets, assign one objective token to each ship. The first time a ship performs an attack against another ship, discard the attacker's objective token. If the attacker belongs to the first player, he adds two red dice to the attack pool. If the attacker belongs to the second player, he adds two dice of any color to the attack pool. And then you get half points for any ship that is damaged. Um, so there you go he chose that one and we went at it um, I deployed kind of conservatively dropping some of uh, my squadrons down early with the uh, raider sort of off to one side because it's fast and can get where I need to do it then the Gazanti and some fighters and uh, he had a little less drops than me because he had uh, let me put my list here I think I mentioned it I did mention it earlier uh, he ended up putting his his second drop was his Mon Cal facing towards my right um, at an angle to get good broadsides at speed zero. At that point, I realized that mother was not going to get in the game unless I wanted it to, or he did something crazy with it. So I deployed heavy. I uh, to put everything else heavy to the left side. Uh, we advanced. Nothing first turn. Second turn, we got in range. I dropped some stuff. Pulled some counters off. Ended up destroying his Pelta. Uh, it didn't do it quite in the one turn. He had just enough left to live. And then uh, the next turn, the Raider got up. But the Raider took some damage in the meantime. Uh, then he was busy. His uh, MC-30 was off on the other side of the board and screaming across the board at a higher speed. Our fighters sort of mixed it up where <clears throat> at a point where I could kind of support them and he couldn't. So I ended up winning that fight pretty handily. I did lose a bunch of fighters in the meantime. Um, the... Uh, Tempest Squadron uh, tanked like a boss, just just took some hits, so some didn't just destroy TIE Fighters out of hand. 
and uh, ended up killing his fighters except for the hawk. Um, and at one point early on, I think it was right as I destroyed the pelt on the Raider took damage, still reasonably even game at that point. I mean, killing the ship, but he gets half points for the Raider. Uh, There's no way I was going to repair it enough in time. It was going too fast. I had to slow down first and turn. So it was unlike I was going to get enough to repair it in time because it needs a token and a uh, a token and a command to repair a, a damaged card to the hull. So, um, but about that time, his home one ran into uh, his other ship while taking a damage card, and at that point, I realized. I mean, I had that game in the bag unless you're repaired. And it was like turn three at that point, and he had three commands down. It was unlikely he was going to be able to repair uh, or think about repairing home one because he had to try to get into battle. If he didn't repair it, he didn't get into battle. If he, if he repaired it, he would not get into battle. He needed all the chances to get into battle he could. Um, but his MC30 continued on, uh, got some long-range shots, didn't really do much, and then just got pounded by... Um, I think the I'm pretty certain the bombers ended up taking it out the uh, because you know, it was long range for the interdictor and the victory and we just hit it with what we could and then eventually it died. Um, giving me full points for two ships and half points for his MC80 MC80 as he could not he kept trying he got close he ended the game just a hair out of uh, firing range uh, there was one turn he was a hair out of firing range of the Gazanti and he ended a hair out of firing range of the interdictor the victory had slowed down to one it was in no real danger. Um, so that ended up with a pretty solid win for myself. Um, he knows what he did. He had a good time, which I'm always glad to hear. And so he, uh, like I said, he was pleased by that overall. Um, you always like hearing that your opponent has a good time. But solid win for me. He understands what he did wrong. We talked a little bit about it. Discussed uh, he needs to be a little more careful with what he's doing there. And yeah, so uh, there you go. Uh, quick and easy, quick and dirty game there. Um, didn't take, it was six turns, but it didn't take that long just because it was a lot of maneuvering towards the end there. We're getting the max, back, back in the mix of things and got my, uh, wet my palate, so to speak, to play some more. So, um, we ended up, uh, the next day, Sunday, uh, Banyan wanted to play something. We'd gone to the game store, gone for lunch, and he's decided he really wanted to play some Armada. He'd bought another ship for it. Uh, wants to get back in the groove of it, relearn it, um, just have some fun. So we built a list, he took one online, added stuff, it was enough points, we just added a bunch of fighters. Ended up with a sort of weird mix, but a fairly solid fighter complement. Uh, he ended up at uh, 300 and... where is it? 388 points. Um, he had a General Dodania as his, uh, as his commander. He had an MC-80 Battlecruiser with the, the front red dice, uh, which is the Endeavor, which gets the extra contain uh, token. Uh, he had Spinal Armament for an extra red die in the front, and he had Quad Turbolaser Cannons, which, uh, off the top of my head, I do not remember what they do. Um, quad Turbolaser is... Hold on one second here. It's always hard to remember what all these do. We don't play enough to uh, see it, but... It's easy enough to find out because I keep the builder up. So quad turbolaser cannons is... Oh, if he, uh, this is a good one, actually. It's 10 points. While attacking, if at least one red die face has a accuracy icon, add one red die set to the accuracy icon to your attack pool, which is very good. So one turns into two, which is very good. And if you have a reroll after that, you can reroll it after that and get some extra bonus. 
So he had that, uh, and he had uh, the Nebulon B Escort Frigate, which was Redemption, which gives extra engineering tokens to ships around it when they engineering. He had a Carillion Corvette A, which is Jaina's Light, which is not affected by uh, obstructions or uh, obstacles. Had redundant shields, so it would gain one at the end of your turn. Had turbulence reroute, reroute circuits, which is very good. Let you spend an, an evade in order to get an extra change on your dice to a hit. And he had uh, two Ys, two As, two Bs, two Xs, and Luke as his fighter squadrons. Um, since I don't have a lot of Imperials, I chose to play Rebels also. Uh, I like to go on Armada Warlords, look at the lists there, and just sort of poke around and just sort of, uh, I mean, borrow ideas from people. They have ideas, I take them, I sort of tweak them up for uh, what I like to do and go from there. Um, this is a guy's uh, heavy cannon. I've done some changes on it because I don't necessarily agree with all of it. I think he went a little too far into it. Um, so, uh, it has three Hammerhead Scout Corvettes, which have the red dice to the front. Uh, all with gunnery teams, so they can fire twice from the front. And spinal armament, so they actually have three red dice and a blue from the front, inherently. And then they each have Task Force Argana, which uh, while attacking, you may choose and exhaust a copy of this card on another friendly ship at distance 1 to 3 to reroll up the two attack dice. While this card is exhausted, you cannot attack ships. So the idea is, sort of, the first one goes in, maybe raw dogs it, and then you just sort of go down the line, and each other one sort of rolls off of that. Or, uh, since my fourth ship is a hammerhead torpedo corvette so see falling behind them you use the one off of that since he's not going to get shots at the same time uh, so that tor torpedo corvette has ordnance experts and external rack so he gets uh, reroll black dice and probably not worth it in this list in fact i think that's probably a, a hell of a waste of four points in this list and he also has the external racks give him two extra black dice once per game then i uh, have a modified pelta class assault ship which had, oh, hold on, I actually uh, changed it since then. Do, 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 do. I had, uh, on it, I had Intensify Firepower, which lets you spend, either either sack it or spend a Firepower token, and then every time one of your ships attacks, it gets to turn one die to a face with just a hit and nothing else on it. Um, so I figured that'd be good. I'm rolling a lot of dice, a lot of attacks. Should probably do that. And then uh, it also had Hondo Okuno, which uh, once per game I get to choose two tokens. I get those command tokens to assign to a ship. And then my opponent gets the other two tokens to assign to his ships. Uh, that's just to give me another firepower token later so I can make sure I have it when I need it. Because uh, uh, with my commander, who I haven't mentioned yet, it actually becomes difficult to use tokens for effects. Because my commander is Leia Organa. And she is when a friendly ship resolves a command dial by spending command by spending a command dial. It, if it has not resolved another command this round, it may resolve that command as if, as if it spent a matching command token. So, if I spend it for a move, not only do I get to increase or decrease speed by one, I also get to add one click to my uh, yaw at some point. If I spend engineering, not only do I get the engineering value to spend, I get half my engineering value like I would from a token. Squadron, I get the squadron plus one as if I spent a quadrant token. And firepower, I get to add the die, like you did for firepower, and then also re-roll one die, like you would for a token. Uh, so you see I got a little synergy here, uh, with uh, basically each guy gets three re-rolls, not all at once, and can change one die each time he fires to a hit. 
Um, spoiler, it's too much. Uh, then I have my squadrons is kind of light. I have Rogue Squadron, which is an X-Men squadron. That's Rogue, but not... not uh, what is that word? Escort. Then I have two Lancer class Pursuit Crafts, which are kind of... Eh, kind of... A little bit fragile, but they have Rogue, like Rogue Squadron, and Grit and Bomber, so I've got a bunch there. They're pretty good at taking out ships, and they uh, have fighters, and they're fairly uh, speedy. And they're Rogue, so they get to move and attack. And then I have two white T-2400s, which are really good at taking out fighters, because they are Rogue, and have four blue dice. Uh, it's just all fighter defense. Figure between that and me just firing off my anti-fighter firepower later in the game when there's not two ships in my front arc, uh, it worked pretty well. That being said, I have a cheaper idea for this list I will talk about later. Um, and actually, I'll tell you what I did with it afterwards. So my uh, objectives were, uh, I had 396, so I actually had more points than, or it was 398. I had more points than Brad, uh, but uh, he let me, he wanted to choose from mine because he hadn't figured it out. He wasn't sure about his, so I had opening salvo, hyperspace assault, and minefields. He chose opening salvo. Which is after deploying uh, fleets, assign one objective token to each ship. Um, actually, no, he, we did. That's the wrong one. Actually, we did. Uh, not opening. So advanced gunnery was the one we chose, which is basically you choose one ship to be the objective ship. Um, let me get the exact wording for you. Sorry about that. I have changed it since. All right. Yes. So he chose me. Yes. So um, after pulling fleets, each player chooses one of his ships to be an objective ship. We actually chose from his, I think it was. Starting with the first player. Uh, the first player's objective ship may perform each of its actions from the same hull zone. It cannot target the same hull zone or squadron more than once each round with that hull zone. And then the second player's objective ship may perform each of its attacks from the same hull zone, and it may do so against the same targets. But the objective ship is doubled. So he chose his objective ship to be his uh, uh, MC-80 battlecruiser. And I, of course, chose the Pelta because it was riding in the rear with the gear. And is the toughest of my, uh, fight, of my ships. Uh, we deployed very centralized. There was not a lot of spreading. We just sort of went up the center of the, center of the field. Um... With his big boy in the center, flanked on one side by the Nebula, on the other side by the Corillian Corvette. And I went with the three hammerheads, uh, three cannon hammerheads, off a little bit to my right, heading in at an angle. Then the Pelta and the uh, hammerhead uh, torpedo in the center of the Pelta, a little further back. Because it does have two red dice in the front. Uh, we advanced. Um, he sort of fell prey to not having anyone to really squadron his dudes around. And with a fair amount of squadrons, it kind of hurt him. Uh, so we ended up uh, mixing it up with squadron in the center. Uh, with my guys sort of having an advantage because they were all rogue. So I could sort of uh, pop in and uh, pop in and hit him with impunity for the first turn. Um, all of them did pretty well. Like the A-Wings actually ended up killing one of the uh, squadrons of Lancer Pursuit Craft because counter is a thing. And when you roll well on counter, you uh, do well with A-Wings. Um, but uh, his dice sort of turned on him for squadrons sort of towards the, 
towards the end of the uh, middle to end of the game. Well, the, towards the middle of the game, which was the end of the game. Unfortunately, this one did not go very long, um, as I'll get to in a second here. I'm just sort of figuring out his uh, squadron points. He ended up being like just under, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he had 134 points. In, he had 116 points in squadrons, which is a bit more than mine. But um, uh, Luke ended up dying to combined fire from my squadrons. Um, I did a lot of three points of damage, which even when you use your token becomes two. You know, you get one on early, and then two and two. There's nothing you can do. You're dead. I sure hope that doesn't happen, but it happened quite a bit. My uh, squadrons were pretty good. Uh, and then turn one, we had no shots, but he sped up his uh, his battle cruiser to speed three, and ended up in range of my stuff, which was unfortunate for me. Um, it actually showed that his build of that ship was not bad. He hit my hammerhead with it and literally made me unable to use any of my damn tokens. Like literally, he's like, "Well, I got two accuracy and I get a third, so how about you not use tokens?" I'm like, "All right, I'll take it in the face." Uh, other than that, they're always pretty solid. He ended up doing, like, two damage to it. Uh, so, through the shields and two damage is pretty good. Uh, four damage at uh, long range. He couldn't get his blue dice into it because he was just out of blue range. Um, and sort of, here's the funny part. is Actually, I had gone first, second turn, or second player. Um, he actually moved that second. He actually moved the Carillion Corvette first, which surprised me. Um, so as we went, each of my uh, hammerhead cannons went and fired on the big guy and the Carillion Corvette. And just boom and boom and boom and boom. Ended up killing the Carillion Corvette. Uh, the first one blocked the uh, blocked the big guy in spice because he was I was at speed three. I there's no I I had a move token, but I couldn't use it. Um, you know, one of those hindsight should have moved, slowed to turn to speed two on turn one. Yeah, didn't think of that. I was at speed three, rolling forward, and just landed right in front of him. Um, I was actually kind of hoping not to, but ended right in front of him. Uh, and then when he activated it, he pulverized me. It was painful as hell, but didn't kill me because he had some mediocre rolls on that turn. The first, the other, the other roll was really good. Like the one off to the side with red dice was was bueno. This one was not very good. He was actually trying for an objective ship with the second shot, but couldn't get me in range. Just, just out of red. Or just out of range, technically. So he hit me with everything, but uh, just rolled like this kind of shitty roll. The kind you want all those re-rolls for. Uh, and um, just, I was able to use a couple of my, uh, I was able to use my uh, redirect and all, and I was able to not die from it. I think I'd have taken three or four of my hull from that. Uh, and threw my two shields, and I think I redirected for one. So it was not bueno. But I lived, uh, or it was three damage from that, so I took like six total. And then he hit me, and we both took another damage, nothing I could do there. Uh, he did end up killing it with uh, another ship, or a fighter. I think it was a fighter. Um, in any case, it ended up dying, uh, but he left him there. I ended up leaving him alive, um, barely. And then uh, next turn, uh, turn three. Because um, yeah, he activated first on turn two, I guess. I was first player. I don't really remember, honestly. Um, in any case, yeah, he was second player. So he went up. He ended uh, 
he hit me because he activated the Krillin Corrupt first, which I was hoping he would actually activate the big guy first, but he didn't. He ended up the Krillin Corrupt first. Um, so I ended up killing that, ended up crippling that thing. And actually, the funny thing is, I had one of my other ships fire at his uh, Nebulon B, which is a bit closer, and uh, probably should have fired at the big guy. Might have killed it. Uh, had some really good rolls there. He had blown all of his tokens. So going into turn three, all he could do was stop Chris. Like, all of his tokens just to stay alive. Because these guys literally, when I hit one, it's just like, it's boom and boom and boom and boom and boom and boom. Just just pounding stuff. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, sort of MSU, multiple small units build. I worked pretty well. And then uh, the next turn I went first, if I remember correctly. And I just blew it up. Um, uh, the funny thing is, I had uh, another ship. We'd left the Kremlin Corvette on one. And I had, because uh, he did a really good job, I didn't roll super great against it, because it was my secondary shots. So I was really only getting three red dice, I wasn't getting the extra red die from the uh, firepower, because I put that on the big guy. I uh, left it on one, so I uh, ended up doing what I like to call a tactical ramming on it, where I knew I was going to hit it. So I moved up, rammed it, ended up slowing down, and, and took it off the board. Uh, but anyway, pretty well, uh, my fighters quickly took the advantage, and... Uh, we had little parting shots between the Pelta and the, uh, the Pelta and the, uh, Nebulon, but didn't kill it. At that point, he sort of called the game when, uh, he realized he wasn't going to have any shots left, uh, and, uh, solid victory for me. So he realized what he did wrong. He, he bolt, he went too far in. He should have, uh, flanked a little more harder for me to bring all my firepower to bear. And in fact, honestly, this list is not as good against a uh, three-ship list like that where you have to split your firepower. You want to split your firepower. You're you know, spending 16 points on gunnery team and spinal armament, and that's a lot of points. And it's not really doing what uh, I want it to do if, you only, if I don't get to fire at two things at once. So you can spread your list out a little bit against it. So I'm still running with it right now, actually, what I did. Because um, every turn I found... I'd activate, I'd fire, I'd get to turn one die to a hit, and every turn, literally turning one die to a hit was making it so all my dice were hitting. Or or accuracy, and I'm like, that's good enough. I don't need to, you know, test my luck by re-rolling any of that, because often I wanted to stop at least one of them. You know, if I can't stop, uh, there's like the first turn, I'm like, I can stop your redirect, so no redirect, you can brace, that's fine, turn over a brace. Next turn, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to stop your good brace. You can use your bad brace and your redirect if you want. And then it just sort of snowballed from there, which is why I had no tokens left at the end. It was a good combo, but I feel excessive. I probably didn't need all that. Especially not for 16 points a ship. I mean, that's a lot of points. I mean, if you look at it, you know, 16, 32, 48 points a ship. Plus the four points I probably wasted on Ordnance Experts. With all the other rerolls I have as it stands currently. So that's, you know, what, 52 points? That's another ship. That's a six wide or more squadrons. So it's worth thinking about. Um, also, after rerolling all those dice, I, I'd never, I almost never used the reroll from Firepower Token with Leia. And I never once even had to think about using Task Force Organa. So obviously I decided it was way too many modifiers and my current version of the list. I've changed up a little bit. Um, I'm keeping the same basic premise. Cause I feel like that might have just been solid rolling on my part. Um, I just thought of the Ordinance Experts being expert. I probably will get rid of them. 
Um, but actually, I'd love the Hammerhead Torpedo Corvette to be able to go first against something leading. Just to, uh, so we can use, we can use Task Force Organa off of that. But what I did is I took off the intensified firepower. If I got the reroll coming inherently, let's not double down. That's uh, something I can, points I can take out. Otherwise, I'd keep it, and I don't have a copy of it. I hate using the cards I don't have a copy of, and I can't find a copy of it. I'd have to buy a whole Chimera Star Destroyer to get a copy of it, which may happen, but... Um, so instead I dropped the intensified firepower and I dropped Hondo because I don't need Hondo if I'm not using the intensified firepower because he is just there to get me the token. So instead, I, uh, instead of that, I, I kept the ship outlook the same. Um, I have a better bid now, so now I'm 396, so I got a four point bid rather than, you know, the two point bid. Still obviously going to be, uh, you know, they're going to have choice a lot of times. But add an engineering team, which when you use an engineering, you gain additional engineering point. Which doesn't sound like much, but the Pelta is engineering four. So inherently, when I use Leia, I get engineering six. So that makes engineering seven. And seven is repair two shields and remove a damage card, which is a lot. It is hard to get through that. And that's assuming I don't just instead, like... Transfer two shields, heal a shield, and get an engineer to take a card off. Or it's two cards and transfer a shield. Or it's just three shields and transfer a shield. It's a lot you can do with that. Uh, I just felt like it was points I could spend. I had that spot open. I figure what the heck. Um, so I kind of like the fighter outlay. I do feel like there is some room for improvement. Um, it is a very interesting uh, play on this to have gunnery team with a spinal armament and just go boom, boom. You're getting a lot of value. Each ship's only 58 points. You're getting a lot of value out of it. Um, I could see putting Intensify back in, but then dropping Task Force Organa from them. Because I feel like it's just one too many. Um, it's just a matter how many points you want to save. I feel like uh, Task Force is basically 8 points, because it's 6 and then 2 for Hondo. I'm sorry, Task Force. The Task Force is 4 points, 1 per ship. Intensify, which I feel you need Hondo to make it work, just because the way Leia works is eight points. So it's matter do you want to spend, do you want to save four or eight? So I chose to save eight. Um, I could also take out Leia, but I sort of want to try Leia. She seems pretty good. Uh, I actually feel like I might be able to get rid of all of it because literally I could take the extra die on one, the reroll on the other. There's, there's some options there. But I feel like if I do too many changes, I'm sort of getting away from the idea of the list and I need to rethink it all. Um, I could also see taking out Leia for a cheaper commander and instead adding in, uh, adding back the Intensify and Hondo or maybe even something else. I mean, Leia's 38. They don't get much more expensive than her, but some of those abilities are pretty good. Uh, so, so I think it's got an interesting potential. Um, I like it. Uh, well, I don't remember who, who made it originally, but hats off that guy. It's pretty cool. Um, but there you go. Two Armadalists, two uh, victories. Pretty solid there. It was fun. Both my opponents had a good time and figured out what they were doing wrong and are interested in trying again later to work it out. So we've got uh, Rebellion on the Rim coming out soon. That's the new campaign set. Looking very forward to playing it. And... Uh, You'll hear from me about it if we run a campaign. I'll give you guys an update about it on uh, this or uh, some other uh, format. We'll see where it is. Either this or on a... Uh, maybe uh, we'll get minis and movies back up and running. I'm watching more uh, 
trying to get more movies watched so I can do that. But in any case, uh, thank you guys for uh, checking us out and listening. If you guys have any ideas of what you want to hear for games and all that, hit me up. Uh, you can hit me up at, uh, at John O. Spencer on Twitter or John O. Spencer on Facebook or through any of the more than dice outlets. In any case, uh, thanks for listening. I'm John, and I'm out.